Welcome to the Modern Yogi Podcast. An exploration of ancient wisdom. Hello, hello everyone. Welcome, we are on episode number 64. This is exciting. It's an exciting time because today we are also starting chapter nine. And I was told that that's not the halfway point. (laughs) We have to wait until the end of chapter nine. I was told multiple times because I don't know how to do math (laughs) that we have to wait until the end of this chapter and then we will be at the halfway point at of this beautiful book. That's wow. so exciting though. Yes. We Almost have been, halfway. Yeah, we've been on this journey for a while together. It just oh, gets yeah. sweeter and sweeter, much like this transcendental knowledge we're discussing. And <laughs> welcome to everyone who has been joining us. I feel like, you know, more and more people are starting to listen to us, which still feels surreal. We always talk about how I don't know. We started this as something that we just so deeply believe in. We're so passionate about. And as it started catching on and more and more people started coming by the thousands, we're like, oh my gosh, people listen to us, you guys. By the thousands. By the thousands. (laughs) I thought it was just my mom listening to this podcast. (laughs) I know. Our mamas are our biggest fans. And then people are messaging us. And and if you are listening, please DM us from where you are located. That would be awesome. Because we love knowing where you're from. We get DMs from New Zealand, Portugal, South Africa. Africa, it's like crazy. India, India, like please mm-hmm. let us know if the, if it's if your name if your country wasn't mentioned in the, the list right there, please DM us and let us know where you are listening to our podcast from. Yeah. And uh, thank you so much for following along. My name is Shama Sangeeta. My name is Priyadarshini, and I'm Shamali, and we are the Modern Yogi Podcast. And podcast, behind podcast, the scenes, podcast. we have oh yeah, I told podcast, podcast, podcast. I'm late to the show. <laughs> behind the scenes, we have Abhijit, who is in charge of. All of the techie tech stuff that totally goes above our head, our producer. And we have our social media manager, the queen, Ella. And none of this would be possible without them. We just like to think of ourselves as the dream team that kind of just came together with divine intervention. Priya birthed us. She hates me (laughs) saying it in that way. She birthed us. She birthed us. Mother Priya. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'll think of a better way to say that. Anyway, and then everything else just fell into place. You know, it all kind of just came together very magically. So thank you so much for joining us on and this journey. Yes, thank you so much. And what's wonderful about where we are now in the Gita is that this is the secret chapter. Yeah, it's it like is called secret. The Most Confidential, confidential Knowledge. That's really yeah. cool. And already we're, these middle six chapters of the Gita deal all with Bhakti Yoga, with the sweetest topics, but specifically chapter nine, is a very confidential, the most confidential chapter. And that will be revealed as we dissect it, why it is the most confidential it's chapter. It's a secret. Are we just going to whisper the whole episode? We're going to whisper the whole chapter. <laughs> you would <laughs> love that. Whisper, whisper. <laughs> I'm just joking. We're not going to whisper the whole chapter. <laughs> and we are not doing with that. With the whole jewel box analogy, right? That the first six oh, chapters. Oh, yes, the jewel box analogy. The jewel box, okay. yes. 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 Like, okay. Shamali's favorite analogy. <laughs> no, I was just going to say one thing, because I've already said that analogy a ton of times. Yes. So listen to our previous episodes. But these middle six chapters are the jewel inside the jewel box. So it's like the most precious, especially mm. this chapter. The I can't wait to find jewel. out. Yeah. Oh, sorry. The jewel of the jewel. Yeah. Okay. Can't wait to find out what it's all about. I can't wait to hear that analogy again. Okay. <laughs> I'll say it next episode. Shut up. <laughs> okay, no Perfect. And so are we ready for the invocation, ladies? Yes. 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 Right. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. 
Translation, I was born in the darkest ignorance and my spiritual teacher opened my eyes with the torch of knowledge. I offer my respectful obeisances onto them. Mm. And you know, those invocation prayers, it's not just something we say here when we're about to record the podcast. Last night I was going through reading what we were about to do and I was alone in the living room and I said those prayers because basically we're trying, before you read the Gita, you try to tap into the wisdom of the parampara, the whole existing lineage of teachers and disciples, teacher disciple that come before you. And you're tapping into that for realization, like, please help me tap into the wisdom, into the confidential knowledge of these texts, because we can read it and be the most philosophically ept person. But if it doesn't really sink in and become realization, it's just we're book smart. We're not uh, we don't know how to apply this, how to live by this. This is wisdom that infuses every aspect of our lives. So those prayers are trying to allow us to really uncover the secrets of this these texts. Yeah, mm-hmm. As, I mean, Prabhupada says from the very beginning that we, in order to understand the Bhagavad Gita, we need to mm-hmm. ask for our teachers to right. guide us in this process, right? And we got to learn yeah. from someone who is uh, open and interested in learning about yeah. Krishna. So it's like, Krishna, please help us understand this the best way that we can. And thank exactly. you to everyone before us who's guided us to this point mm-hmm. to make it right. So this moment where we sat mm-hmm. right here in front of each other and we're like, you know, learning yeah. more about Krishna and sharing about Krishna. Yeah. Beautiful. I mean, we can be book smart, but are we heart smart? Ooh, oh, are we, were you like waiting to say that? I know it's smiling. Came to me. You're That's a genius. Awesome. Boom. Are are we, we have a little mic drop from Abhijit. Are we heart smart? Hashtag we can be book smart. smart, but are we hard smart? Oh, leave it to you to come up with the love it. catchphrase. That's really good. I, I do love it. And she's running on two hours of sleep, I really might am. I say. I literally just got off the plane from Toronto. <laughs> Mom, three hours of sleep. I but I'm it. so excited to be Genius here with you guys. Genius just spews out of you. I'm excited to be here with you guys too. I love you guys. <laughs> All right. Chapter nine, text number one. Priyadarshini. Ooh. The Supreme Personality of Godhead said, My dear Arjuna, Because you are never envious of me, I shall impart to you this most confidential knowledge and realization, knowing which you shall, knowing which you shall be relieved of the mysteries of material existence. All right, one more time, Priya. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) The Supreme Personality of Godhead said, Krishna said, my dear Arjuna, because you are never envious of me, I shall impart to you this most confidential knowledge and realization, knowing Mm. Which you shall be relieved. <laughs> I can't read that sentence properly. Is there a better way of saying it? No, no, no. Just put a comma. Just say comma. Comma. Yeah, yeah. Knowing which you shall be relieved of the mysteries of the material existence. So I feel like if you know uh. this, if you if you understand this knowledge and the keyword there is and realization, Krishna is going to mm-hmm. give Arjuna the realization. Once you have this realized knowledge, then you will be relieved of the miseries of material existence. I Can I tell you something? Uh just a story real quick yes, about yeah, that. Yeah. So I was talking to a friend. <laughs> I know, me and my friends. Um, I was talking to a friend and she's a teacher and she was talking about how she had to do professional development. And they, she was like loving it because she was learning so much and it was really useful and she was taking notes and everything was great. And then they come to kind of like the later part of the day. Um, they, it was like a full day training. And she said, they gave us assignments to do. And she's like, you know, at this point in life, I feel like as an adult, like we can do this on our own. We can take notes. We can really understand, take the time to process this information. We've been trained our whole lives to do this and they're still giving us assignments. <laughs> and that just made me think about the situation here, which mm. is like Krishna saying, it's not just the knowledge, it's the realization. And for a lot of us, 
growing up, we didn't have the realizations. Mm -hmm. We just had the knowledge. We had the memorization mm -hmm. or like, oh, someone's giving me this. I have to remember it. And, and, you know, I write notes, but eh, yeah. it's, it's just kind of totally. comes from one like year to the is other, for right? Apple, B is for ball. You just memorize it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly like that knowledge, Shama. Exactly. So, so basically the, the, I think Krishna is saying here, it's not just about reading the book. Right. It's not just about like mechanically doing these things, but understanding it to a point of realization, exactly. right? Understanding this deeper. And that's, that's the kind of, right. that's where you get this knowledge. I love that point because it's so true. You hear when some elevated saintly people are on our line, they say things that maybe when you're younger, you might've said that and be like, yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. Blah, 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 whatever philosophy you're spewing. But then when they say it, it has such weight, such gravity to their words. Not only when they're reciting the philosophical knowledge, when they're chanting the mantras, mm. everything slows down. They're really tuning in and they're being receptive to deeper realizations. They might be saying the same thing as a young kid, but they'll be able to absorb it with a lot more lessons attached to those phrases. You yeah. Know? I mean, just as like when we get older, like I feel like that's something that yeah. as I've turned 30, I'm like, wow, I look back at how I perceive certain things and I'm like the, the knowledge and the understanding mm -hmm. I have now is so much greater. Mm -hmm. right, and like right. of things that are just basic things that you're like, yeah, I get that. But then you're right. like, wow, wait, I get that, that mm -hmm. I understand. Yeah. And it's, so it's like, it's really amazing. And like, we're really fortunate to have this knowledge in front of us, but honestly speaking, it's like Krishna is going to be way more knowledgeable than us. And right. like when I speak to like, let's say my younger sister, she's like, yeah, yeah, I yeah. get it. Mm -hmm. yeah. And like in some ways, sometimes we can be like, yeah, yeah, I get it, Krishna. But actually it takes a lot of right. time and yeah. effort and energy right. to really imbibe and, right. and understand it. Yeah. And I think like, it's like those aha moments too, where mm -hmm. you're like, oh, okay. And I've had a lot of those just during this podcast as well. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Where it's like, when you read it by yourself, it's like, it's, it's a little bit harder sometimes, but like when the three of us are discussing a point where I'm like, oh my God, I've read this. Right. I've read this verse maybe 75 times, but I totally. didn't really understand it until this moment. And that's know? a great point because if someone's listening to this, they might think, oh, I can just speed through the Gita a lot faster if I just read it on my own than hear the podcast. But what we're doing here, we're sitting with each verse. We're providing a sounding board where we like kind of like put out there the verse. Then we talk about it. We dissect it. We let it marinate and sizzle a little bit in our consciousness. Yeah. And we extrapolate a lot more information from each text. Yeah. And we also have goat noises too. I mean, <laughs> no. like, if, do you, <laughs> when you're reading by yourself, are you making goat noises? Do you noises? have that? <laughs> no, you're not, right? No, no. Um, so another thing that's really funny to me, when I, I read this, I read the Bhagavad Gita a couple of times. And I think one of the first times I did it with like a group of people, I was 15, but I mm. think I was still like, kind of dumb. So like <laughs> I, I took some things from it. I already but love I, this story. <laughs> I just didn't, I didn't really understand it. You know, right, like I took right. some knowledge from it. I got the general concepts of like, I'm not the body because you know, that's everywhere. But like the real understanding of the Bhagavad Gita didn't really come in until much later. But um, mm -hmm. the point was that at one point uh, after, you know, I was like maybe 17 or something and uh, someone made a joke and they said, oh yeah, you know, to find that information, you have to read the 19th chapter of the Bhagavad Gita. And everyone else around me laughed. And I was like, what's the joke? <laughs> <laughs> like I didn't get it. And it's just, it goes to show that it takes time. Also the Gita only has 18 chapters. Exactly. So that's, yeah. why, that's why it's a joke. <laughs> and everyone thought it was so funny. And I was like, <laughs> I am dumb. <laughs> You're not dumb. Oh. We'll get to the 19 chapters. But I mean, you know, <laughs> in the Mahabharata. Yeah, um, yeah. No, but yeah, it's, it's, so it's really cool to read it now and to like sit with it. And like, I, right. I, I encourage people to do this with other friends too. Yeah. It's right. so cool. I, I you know, it, 
the podcast gives a, like a space for us to do this, but like this mm-hmm. can be done just like with your friends. You read it totally. and you talk about it and you like really try to understand it and explain it to each other. Because when you take the time to understand and explain mm-hmm. to each other, right. that's when you learn the most, right? And if you don't have any friends, we can be your friends. So <laughs> we are your friends. Do you have any questions, you don't please have any DM us on Instagram <laughs> at Modern Yogi Podcast. That's at Modern true. Yogi Podcast. We're very friendly at the Modern Yogi Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's so funny. I have a coworker that he asked me, he's like, something you said last week, not on the podcast, we were just talking at work. He's like, something you said uh, really stuck me about karma and reincarnation. I'd love to pick your brain about it later. He had texted me. I was like, oh, wonderful. You know, we really dove into it and at Modern Yogi Podcast. And like, I see he's, yes. in there. he's like, I love the pro- self-promotion. I was like, what self-promotion? I was just thinking that we explained it in the podcast much more than I'd be able to text it to you over oh iMessage. Is this a co-worker at your Catholic school? Yeah. You know the yeah. amount of bhakti that Shamli shares at her Catholic school? <laughs> is the I don't know how she has a fired, job. But, I know, but I'm I know. so excited. My parents I are, love it. My parents are always like, you know, try not to get fired. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, 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 I got it. I got it. Krishna's got me. Yo, Shamla, you're living on the edge. Living on I the love edge. it. I love it. Yeah, I love it. It's good. That's really and funny. You know, the beginning of the purport summarizes everything we're saying now because they're basically saying about the power of hearing more and more about all of this knowledge and how it elevates us. But then they say the messages of the Supreme Personality of Godhead are full of potencies. And these potencies can be realized if the topics are discussed among devotees. So Ooh. there's almost like, I love the That's word like what we're you, doing. Exactly. Oh God, they're like these little hidden pockets of gems, these potencies that that maybe the first time you read it, it goes over your head. But the more and more you hear it and discuss it and analyze it, what we're doing here, these are uncovered to you, you know? And it, then it continues to say like, okay, devotees are constantly trying to engage in the service and Krishna knows our hearts. He understands our mentality, our sincerity. And then, then one who is engaged in Krishna's service Krishna gives them the intelligence with which we need to get to know him. And this reminds me actually of a question someone DM'd us on at, at Mario Yogi Podcast. podcast. <laughs> Yes, they were so extra. Yo, repetition key. is key repetition, in advertising and marketing. Yeah. Yeah. And in teaching also. And just and you know, teaching, the understanding. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> so this whole concept about Krishna gives us the intelligence to understand the science of Krishna in association of devotees. I love that because it's not only our endeavor. This is one of the lines that we add in the component of mercy. And someone had DM'd the question like, okay, what? how do I kind of get on. So in so many words, get on Krishna's good side. How do I get Krishna's mercy? So I had said, you know what, if you, it's almost like the formulas that we love using. Number one, your endeavor. I'm going to always try to study this. I'm going to try to chant, have my daily practice. Number two, sincerity. Krishna knows my heart. He knows where I'm at. And if I'm really trying Mm -hmm. here, my trying might look different than someone else's trying, but we're juggling so many balls in life. I'm really trying to Mm -hmm. prioritize this. So endeavor plus sincerity. And then the key component that we think of in the path of bhakti is mercy. Krishna, we can, it's not just through our own, I'm going to understand this deeper than anyone. No. Yeah. I mean, I was 15 and I thought I could understand it. Right. It wasn't my time. It wasn't Krishna. I hadn't been like, okay, yeah, go for it now. Wait, is is the equation try plus with sincerity equals mercy? No, what plus mercy plus mercy equals plus getting mercy? to Krishna. Uh-huh. But, but Krishna's in charge of the mercy part. Exactly. Okay. That's out of our control. So Krishna's the one that he knows our heart, he knows our sincerity, uh-huh. and if we put effort, then he will grant us the mercy that we need to be able to know him. He will give us the realizations. And that's a beautiful thing because that's almost like a dance. Like it, there's a component of Krishna's in charge of that. 
to give us the realization to get to know him. So, okay, just so yeah, for yeah, all yeah. the math buffs out there, okay, <laughs> this word puzzle, okay. I love the little getting ready. So okay, what you going to say? try uh-huh. plus be sincere uh-huh. plus get a little Krishna mercy for a lot yeah. equals, what does it equal? What does it equal? It equals, uh, <laughs> what does it equal? <laughs> <laughs> no, it equals, Getting the knowledge or the intelligence to understand the science of Krishna. Ah, ah. this is a great math puzzle. Now we are getting somewhere <laughs> with no numbers in it. <laughs> yeah, it just means getting to know Krishna better, right? Yeah, it's kind of like I mean, it's like I, I I always think of it as just a regular relationship. It's like right. okay, if you wanted to like you try. be in a friendship with someone mm-hmm. or be in a relationship with someone of any kind, you'd have to put effort. Uh-huh. Yep, you'd, you'd have to be sincere. You exactly, be right? sincere. And then that person would have to reciprocate to some degree. Exactly. That's, That's true, their mercy. Right? So it's like, and it's any totally. relationship. And so then one day you reciprocate, then you can start building the relationship. Because you that. can build a relationship without them wanting to be a part of it. All but those one-sided text true. messages that we keep sending, you know. <laughs> I mean, you see a whole bunch of blue bubbles and you don't see another bubble. That's not going to work That's out. That's not going to work out for you. It's frustrating sometimes, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Krishna is basically like, you know, Text me a little bit, talk to me, yeah. you know, like bring exactly. me some flowers. Sorry, I didn't mean to be offensive to non-Apple users. Like they're, I'm sure, oh. I don't know what the- <laughs> we, we like to be inclusive yeah. in this yeah. podcast. So oh my God. Maybe then the your green bubbles you're yeah. sending. Sure. No matter oh, how God. annoying. Oh, I just shuddered. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Sorry, sorry, that came out. Dear but Lord. the point is, Priya, you're right. It's like, you have to try in any friendship. You have to be sincere right. in any friendship. It has to be reciprocal. And then you get to know that person a lot better. Exactly. And that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to get to know Krishna. So we got to do our two steps and then Krishna does his his steps and mm-hmm. then we we are doing this dance right. and discussion is so <laughs> important <laughs> yeah yeah to get there we got to talk about it because first in order to like try we have to have or in order to have sincerity we have to have understanding right mm-hmm. like understanding of what our purpose is like what do we want to do where right. like how what kind of relationship do we want mm-hmm. like all these things like we have to understand ourselves self say self like I can't say that. Self-realization. Realization. Realization. We sometimes get so excited before recording that just English starts faltering on us. And yeah. we're just like words we I can know. normally say. We're also know. all foreigners. Yeah, yeah that mean. too. <laughs> I was born in America. <laughs> oh, you're right. You were. Okay, you're right. You're right. Well, that's okay. I, I screw up a lot too. That's fine. <laughs> all right. What else so we got here? Wait, you're the only American and like not really no, like no, that. Te- technically, I was born in Dallas, Texas, even though my parents are both from Argentina. Oh, but you're I did grow speaking Spanish oh, okay, with them, see. which is why many people are like, oh, I can hear a subtle accent. And I'm always like, wow, you can. Okay. Oh, okay. 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 All right. Wait, all right. where was our producer and our social media manager from? Born. Abhijit, where were you Abhijit, born? Where were you born? I was born in India. Very cool. And nice. Ella, China. China. Woo, we have an international Ooh, household the over here. United Colors of Benetton of Bhakti. <laughs> this is great. We <laughs> are so international. I love this. I love it. Um, so basically, yeah, Krishna is trying to encourage Arjuna here to higher and higher elevation in his potent service, they say. So this is described in the ninth chapter, and he, he's going to reveal stuff that's more confidential than ever before. And there's a nice little summary recap because, okay, in the beginning of the Gita, first chapter is more or less an introduction of the rest of the book. In the second and third chapters, the spiritual knowledge described is called confidential. Yeah, we start dipping our toes into a little more confidential topics, but the topics discussed in the seventh and eighth chapters are specifically related to a devotional service because they bring enlightenment and Krishna consciousness. They're even more confidential. So we go getting like steps and steps closer. You Again, know what I it mean? makes sense because it's a relationship, right? Like, exactly. like if you think about it, like if I'm trying to be your best friend, the first thing I'm going to be is like, hey, what's your favorite color? That's not very confidential. That's you know, like friends, that's cool. <laughs> 
Yeah, I just asked them what their favorite color is. Failing miserably. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's how I start all my friendships. What's your favorite color? What's your favorite day of the week? That's my follow up. But like, that's very basic, right? And then we get to like, okay, like in what, like, how do you like to spend time? And then you get deeper and deeper. And so I think that's what they're saying here. So the ninth chapter is the most confidential because it's about pure devotion. Ooh, pure devotion. Right. So like, we go getting closer and closer to Krishna's heart. So already seventh and eighth were even more confidential than the first ones. If you haven't heard, go back to the very beginning of Modern Yogi Podcast and we basically break all of this down. So we're teetering on the most confidential chapter, as Priya said. It deals with unalloyed pure devotion. I googled the word unalloyed and it said something which is not alloyed. So then I had to google alloyed <laughs> and it says pure. past tense of alloy. And I was like, okay, what is alloy? <laughs> it's basically it means pure. 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 Yeah. yeah. <laughs> pure. You're like, what does that mean? I know. I know. Wait, I know we keep telling people to to listen to all of the other past episodes and whatnot, but do you think that people just randomly start listening to chapter nine? They, they should not because we go in an order. That would upset. That wouldn't well, upset me. Well, I mean, I think it would be a lot to take in if you start chapter yeah. nine. Yeah. So We're all just like, this is a secret. Think about it from a relationship standpoint, because I like to bring exactly, it back to that. Like imagine exactly. if I was like, so when I was a child, <laughs> and you start talking about all your trauma You're on your like, first date. We're trauma bonding on our first date. <laughs> yeah. Chapter nine is like, we're trauma bonding with Christian now. So yeah. we can yeah. just jump into chapter That's nine. That's a lot. Yeah. You can go there, but like, you're going to need therapy It won't therapy be as meaningful. That. It won't be as meaningful for sure. So basically it says, funny. and I do like the takeaway about whenever something doesn't make sense, try to relate it to a natural relationship in this world. What's the relationship you have with an intimate partner? What, what are the steps you take for that? You just break it down to a very logical way. So basically one who's situated then in this topmost confidential knowledge is naturally transcendental. And the most beautiful thing is when we get to this point, we have... We're not thrashed around by the waves of material existence, even though we're in this material world. Now, doesn't that sound nice? That's an image. Right? Doesn't that sound nice? Can you say that again? We are not thrashed around by the waves of material existence. Wow. I mean, yeah, that's intense. (laughs) But you're right. You're right. Yeah, we can stay afloat. And one next section, which I think we can break down a little, this this verse has a deep significance because when you have the words idam gyanam, this Mm. is... Mm-hmm. We're gonna. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I probably I say, highlighted similar yeah, things. I just want to say, like, think about it like this: We've talked about pure devotional service a lot, right? Like, if I had to ask you without looking at the book, maybe okay. let's ask Shama Sangeeta. Oh, <laughs> why me? Because Priya and I both have our finger on the exact line, which yeah. is like we're sitting across the table from each other. For those that don't know, and Priya and I often have this like telekinesis, like <laughs> psychic thing going on where we go highlighting the same sentence. So that's why she's gonna throw uh, the mic to Shama Sangeeta. No, so the point, the point of why I'm saying this is like we've talked a lot about devotional service, and oftentimes right. we come up with like, oh, like you know, it's like you know, offering food and this yeah. and that. Yeah. Right. But there's actually right. there's very specific things that you can do as part of devotional uh-huh. service. Uh-huh. And they break it down to nine activities. And it's related to the text because <laughs> I'm like frantically trying She's to find where you guys are at in the book. She's like trying to study last minute before the test. So the word idam gyanam, we don't read the Sanskrit part of the text, but that's in the text. They refer to pure devotional service, which basically consists of nine different activities. Shamali, this first one. 
Hearing. What is hearing? Shama. Ooh, when you're listening to this podcast, uh-huh. you're listening at to- At Yogi Podcast. At oh Podcast. <laughs> um, when you're listening to people who are more knowledgeable than mm-hmm. you speak about Krishna, when you're listening to Kirtan, mm. when you're listening to yourself chant Japa in your own yeah. private meditation. Yeah. That is hearing, yes? That yes. is hearing. Very good. Very, Very good. good. Priya, okay. number two. Number two is chanting. Ooh, now chanting we've broken down into two separate- uh, categories. You have number one, chanting japa, which is like your own personal conversation with Krishna. You're on a date with Krishna. So and to your speak. personal meditation too. Exactly. Right? You're, it's like a, it's, it's not just internal. You are saying the words out loud. You are hearing yourself say mm-hmm. them, but it is a, like a personal connection, mm-hmm. a personal relationship you have with Krishna in that way. Yeah. Then you have number two, Kirtan, which is like communal group musical meditation. We're all yes. calling out together. Priya, give us a little melody. Let's chant one round, oh one, one mantra. I love when she throws it. I love when we put Priya on the spot. It and makes we'll, life so interesting. <laughs> and we're about to get back to putting you on the spot, baby. Um, no, okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so give us one melody, Priya, and we'll all chime in. But this is basically Kirtan, chanting where you can feel everyone's collective heart and soul just trying to get absorbed in the mantra. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare beautiful and you know what that made me think the potency of chanting all together in a kirtan i had heard this once you're all putting your hearts up there so you're receiving everyone's realization Mm. everyone's devotion is kind of infectious it's all there in the room as you're all shouting out i mean in the story that shama sangeeta brought up a few a few episodes ago this woman woman who was almost dying. She had flashes of in every kirtan she's done it throughout her life. She saw like what there's strands of like colors coming out mm. from the kirtan, you know? Mm. Yep. I got chills when I heard everyone's voice start coming in and that was Abhijit's beautiful voice you also heard. So, <laughs> so deep. Did you yeah. feel that? Yeah, yeah. I did. It's it's like an earthquake. <laughs> I liked it. It was good. Yeah. I liked it. So that was number two. We said number one, hearing. Number two, chanting. And those go hand in hand because as we chant, we try to listen deeper and deeper. Okay, Priya, what's number three? Remembering. Remembering what? Krishna. 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 It says, uh, always remember Krishna, never forget. That's, isn't right? that the whole point? Didn't someone tell you the a long time ago? Yes. That, what was the whole point of the Gita? Yeah, they asked me like, oh, what's the what's the whole point of the Bhagavad Gita? And I was like, oh, I'm 15. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I love your 15-year-old voice, by the way. It is very cute. Thank yeah. you very much. <laughs> I don't know. She's gotten a little uh, more feminine over time. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, <laughs> just girled it up. Um, yeah, and, and they were like, the point of the Bhagavad Gita, the thing mm. you could always remember is never forget Krishna, always mm. remember Krishna. That's it. That's two, beautiful. Two lines. That's it. And we've yeah. said before, if you try to remember him when the times are good, that's going to kick in when the times are rough, when you're in the mm -hmm. ultimate exam, when you're nearing the end of your life and your whole body shutting down, what's going to kick in is what you've done every single day in and day out. So yeah. remember Krishna, yeah. never forget him. And remembering, sorry, go ahead. No, no, I think we were. Yeah. Remembering can be like just incorporating Krishna in your everyday activities, exactly, right? If you're going, exactly. if, you're, if you're already listening to a love song, like make that love song mm -hmm. in your head about Krishna, right? Yeah. If you're mm -hmm. going to make food, make it like, make it for Krishna, like mm -hmm. making sure that every single thing that you do, every single daily activity, whether it's like mundane or mm. spiritual, like making that like an offering to Krishna. I love that because, you know, you know, the old song, Wicked Games, it's I never dreamed that I'd meet somebody like you. And whenever I hear that, I start thinking about Krishna. And the more you learn about his qualities, you start thinking. And there's one line of the song. I never dreamed that I'd lose somebody like you. So that could almost be like when we lose sight of that connection we have with Krishna, we ourselves turn away from him. So we're trying to turn towards him. But that concept of making everything about Krishna, yeah. a song you're listening to, what's Priya, what's a song, what's a song you song that you listen to that hear? you that you think okay. about Krishna? Is or, there a random song? Or if you don't have one while you think, <clears throat> Shama, what's a song you can think of? Okay, so I love this one song. And I've mentioned this before on the podcast. It's a 50 cent song, okay? Oh my God. It's called 21 <laughs> Questions. So that's the opposite of Wicked Games? <laughs> I mean, hey, we're not here to judge each other's musical we're not, taste. We're, no, not. we're here to put Krishna in everything, yeah. right? No, yeah. it's, it's easy to put Krishna in a love song, yeah. but is it as easy to put Krishna in a rap okay, song? So let's it's hear the true. rap. Let's hear the rap, Shama Sangeeta. Uh, the, you know what? This is some explicit lyrics that I don't want to get into, but the point is, it's actually about it's about love. If you really look at the song, right? It's like, could you so love me in a Bentley? Could you love me in a bus? You know, it's like it's like it's like loving Krishna no matter what happens yeah. in life, right? It's all about your mindset, huh? Very nice. And Priya, what about you? A song, and if you can't think of one now, next episode we'll we'll check back oh in. Oh my god! Ooh, what about that? That were, were we singing? I don't know if it was you or me, but we're like that NSYNC song. Tearing up my heart. It's tearing up my heart. I think heart you're singing that with I'm Ella. With you. Oh, never mind. See? It tears up our heart when we're That's not really with Krishna. Sweet. I love that. Yes. I'm just yeah. saying. Anything can be put towards Krishna. Nice. I love that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, you and, know, under. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Under that concept of remembering him throughout everything you're doing, which is very important, Shama Sangeeta, that you brought up. We've said this before, that two people might be doing the exact same thing in their day-to-day -day lives, but one person's consciousness is always thinking of Krishna through his daily work, and the other person is just thinking of whatever. Oh, this is me. This is my money. Stress, my house. anxiety. Right. Do, 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 exactly. So it's all in our consciousness. Yeah. So what's the next one, Shamli? The next one is serving. Serving. Ooh. That can have so many outlets. So what, whether you're... Volunteering. Right, right. The whole Gita is a, a whole sliding scale. Like if you can't do this, do that. If you can't do that, do this. Like, so the goal is ultimately devotional service. Right. We're talking to others about Krishna. We're spreading this. Uh, this one uh, guru in our line says... Throughout all relationships in your life, your main focus should be, how can I bring this person closer to Krishna? Because we know that when we're connected to our source, that's when we're the most fulfilled and happy. So it's really like 
we're thinking of them and what's going to bring them ultimate peace. Yeah. Because you like giving pizza to a plant when you tried to make them happy with anything else, you know? That Have you ever tried giving pizza to a plant? Nah, maybe <laughs> one time I slipped up. I don't know. Before I became a good gardener. <laughs> it doesn't work, right? It doesn't work. And serving can be in the most simple, sweet ways too, exactly. right? If it's cold outside, you knit a sweater for yeah. Krishna and you put it on him, right? If it's hot yeah. outside, you give him like a hot, like a like cold umbrella. glass of water yeah. or umbrella. Like, there's a there's a little deity of Krishna that I have um, in my <laughs> car and during the, when I moved to LA it was so hot and so I you know those little umbrellas that you put in cocktail glasses yeah. <laughs> like I put that next to my little deity Aww. of Krishna and he's just under the shade of this cocktail That's umbrella so cute. You know I mean? I but it's it. a thought that counts right? yeah. yeah and I love that because you know what having a little altar a little sacred space within your home just helps you always start putting Krishna in the priority. We go on a on a walk outside. I see a flower and I think, oh, that would look cute in my and that's altar. The next one. Oh, what the is the next one, one Priya? Worshipping. Worshipping. Beautiful. So if you're hearing the podcast and you've stuck with us up until now and you don't have a little space in your home, try to start thinking, what could be a nice little corner or a space in my home Spiritual. where I could I like that. put a little picture, a little something, or ultimately what down the line, get a little deity or something to make it my worshiping spiritual space. To create that connection that like, so, so the reason like these things are useful and helpful for us is because we're trying to develop a relationship with someone and we want that person, that someone to be personable, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. and so you want to create like the, give the attention to that someone exactly. in a physical way. So like putting an umbrella, right? Like that's <laughs> taking care of someone. And so how yeah. do you do that if you don't have a physical representation? Yeah. Can, right. And so this is like a nice way to kind of connect right. deeper with Krishna and always think of him. It connects back to all the other ones. Totally. And, and actually every time I see your little Krishna with the umbrella, I think, oh, this little Krishna is very loved. Yeah. You know, and so yeah. like these little and shaded. Things. Yeah. <laughs> and, very shaded. And, shaded. and you can start having a very personal form of worship. It's not just all these mantras and rules and regulation. Mm -hmm. You start having a relationship yeah. when you're about to leave. I know we mentioned this in a previous episode, but I'm about to leave my, my house and I look at the deities and if they're maybe not smiling as much as before, you start thinking, wait, Krishna, what's wrong? What did I do something wrong? Or if they're smiling bigger, you think, ah, Krishna's happy with something I must have done right. Like <laughs> it's an ongoing relationship. And it's your personal relationship. Uh -huh. And it, what's interesting about like having like a space in your home that is dedicated to Krishna is like, you know, that phrase like out of sight, out of mind, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And totally. it's like when someone's not around, like you don't think about them as much. But if you have a dedicated space in your home where mm -hmm. it's just for Krishna and it's your space, you can put mm -hmm. whatever you want there, right? You can like, it, it's like your personal space that is your sacred place just to think about Krishna. Right. So whatever it is that you want to put there that helps you remember Krishna, that's your, that's your, your happy place. Yeah. Exactly. Um, Abhijit and I once took a, like a, so any form of Krishna is, well, some forms of Krishna are called deities. Yeah. And so we took a deity worship class oh, once. Wow. And, uh, well, we started it, um, <laughs> <laughs> to clarify, it was like, I don't know. We got really busy and we couldn't finish it. That's fair. That's we'll fair. do it again another time. But um, it was really cool because what we got to see is they asked everyone to share what their altar or their space looked oh. like. And it was really cool. Some people like really bling it out. It was like really fancy, really cool. And then other people were so simple. They were minimalist. They had like a mm. little nice little shelf. They had like an candles and like incense right. and a picture of Krishna and it was so Simple. beautiful to see how it's it's very personal. Right. It is very mm. much who you are right. and like whatever makes you feel connected to Krishna. It doesn't have to be this or that, you yeah. know, right. and, and that was really cool to see. That, really that cool level see. of individualism and creativity is so beautiful because yeah. it is your personal relationship. So you can do whatever right. you want. 
And the next one is very much connected to worship and having a home altar. What is it, ladies? Praying. Praying. So you know what's really nice? If you have that little space in your home, every night before you go to bed, just sit there for a moment and you can talk to your deities, to the pictures, whatever you have in a very personal way. Krishna, this or was how morning. my day was or mm-hmm. in the morning or whatever. And I have a little ukulele at home that I sometimes just spontaneously start like strumming a few little mantras. And I sing. believe that. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that moment alone with the deities is so personal. That's where sometimes it brings the feelings of bhakti to life. You know, yeah. there's so many things that's like renounce this, control that, but do the little things that are joyful and sweet on this path. Yeah. And I also think that in this case, also like the word prayer is specifically to like like, um, you know, I'm trying to figure out how to phrase it, but like when you say, Krishna, please give me the intelligence to understand mm-hmm. or Krishna, thank you so much for this. Like the, the, it's a little bit of a conversation, totally. right? Cause like when you're talking about chanting, you're connected to Krishna, but it is very much the Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, mm-hmm. Krishna, Krishna, Hare Hare, right? And so when you're talking about Kirtan, it is very much Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. You're just singing, right? right? But when we're talking about prayer, that's an instance to really take in the realizations you have, be grateful, mm-hmm. or to say, Krishna, give me the the strength, give me the the knowledge, give me the patience, whatever yeah. it is, mm-hmm. so that I can understand you better, yeah. so that I can do service, so that I can serve other devotees, whatever mm-hmm. it is, right? So it's an opportunity to like sit down with your feelings and thoughts right. and kind of express to Krishna, whether it's gratitude or yeah. whatever it or might whatever be. whatever you're dealing with is like, please give me the patience to deal with this person right. or give me the, the strength to deal with this really hard situation that you know I'm going through and right, like yeah. asking for the, like, I think prayer is that time to be vulnerable, you yeah. know, I yes. mean, so much of life and social media is like putting on this front of like, oh, my life is so wonderful, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> right. But like Christian knows what's in your heart. He knows right. like, he, and your prayers like don't have to be a front. They can be the most vulnerable expression of who you are. I'd like to actually share, and maybe we can all share one little personal prayer that, you know, there's those ones that maybe you do consistently. So you might do the variety on a day-to-day basis, but there, I have like a few things that I always say that I want, I'm I'm inspired to want to share one little aspect of that. Before I even pray, I actually always ask if I can even pray to Krishna. So rather than like barge open the door and just start blah, 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 blah. I sit there and I look at all my deities and I start saying my dear, and I, and I invoke the whole kind of different forms of Krishna. I invoke like my dear spiritual master my, or my spiritual teacher, dear Krishna, dear Shamati Radharani, which is the feminine form of divinity, Lord Chaitanya, Lord Nityananda. So there's different forms of Krishna in our line. So I try to invoke all of them. And then I say, can I please pray to you? Can I please talk to you right now? And I look at them for a minute. That is so sweet. That is so <laughs> sweet. That, yeah. that, like, that's the mood that one should do. I just come in, I barge through the door. I'm like, Krishna, <laughs> did you hear about what someone so said to me? Can you believe that? So like, I really need to embody oh. your mood. Uh, I tried to, you know, like back to what we said in the beginning, they're a real relationship we're trying to have. So I start off with that. Can I please pray to you? And then one thing I always say throughout every prayer, no matter what variation that day holds, I always say, my dear Krishna, can you please remove all the obstacles of my mind and my heart so that you can allow me to love you even deeper and also feel your love even deeper. You know my heart better than anyone. So please remove all of those things that just get in the way from what's really important. Wow. Wow. That's yeah. good. That's very, how they say sweet. when you see you hear something poetic in like Indian poetry, you say "vah." Uh, that's, that's maybe that comes from "voila." I spent too much time with my family this past <laughs> two weeks, and so like as soon as she said that, I was like, "wah." Oh, that's really good. That's really yeah. funny. Okay, so, so the next one is obeying. Ooh, obeying. Maybe to me, what comes to mind is 
obeying uh, the instructions of your spiritual teachers and well-wishers that try to give you guidance of what ultimately is going to help you. It's not like obeying something that is not for your own good. Yeah. And it's also obeying things that Krishna talks about in the Gita. Like, you know what I mean? Like don't eat too much or eat too little. Don't sleep too much. Don't sleep too little. Like balance work and recreation, you know, like all of these things, like he's giving us life lessons in this book. And I think in order for us to have the experiment work for us, we do need to obey these things. And there's something that you mentioned in a previous episode um, Shamali that I love it's like it's like you don't need to pick out the bad parts of like your right. character and all of your terrible flaws or whatnot I mean I'm talking about everybody right <laughs> so like you don't need to pick it out of a right. glass right you just right. add more devotion and right. good stuff into the clean water and then slowly all that bad stuff will filter out mm. right exactly exactly I love that. and Priya what are the last couple there that I think yes. is on a whole nice combined boom uh, maintaining friendship and surrendering everything. Ooh, okay. That's maintaining cool. friendship. You know, having friends like you guys on this path is inspiring to want to, on the days where there are days where it's going to be blissful and days where it's a struggle. And yeah. when you have a support system on the days when it's a struggle, knowing that you can go and connect with this support system inspires you to want to keep going. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And if the, if, if you were looking for that, um, send us a DM because I'm sure that there's, we can be temple, your friends. Temple, like uh, we, of course us, but there's also like wherever you are in the world, there's communities, there's, there's communities, yeah. right. And it's just a matter a of point. like taking a leap of faith and reaching out to certain communities, certain temples or, or, or yoga, your yoga groups or whatever is in your community and taking that faith, like that first step to build that community. Exactly. And surrendering everything. So that sounds like a big, bold statement, but that can be even a simple shift in your consciousness. Mm -hmm. I know none of this is mine. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Krishna, for all of this. Yeah. And like letting go of control, right? Like that's one of the hardest ones. So when it says surrendering everything, it's like... We uh, this this is relevant to so many aspects of our lives, but we we're talking about this a lot. Yeah, actually. we're always talking about, or we're always thinking like, oh, what's going to happen with my life next? Am I going to do this? I'm going to do that. Like we're trying to control every aspect, even like how every everything that happens in our lives, and we just want to know, and we just want to control. Mm-hmm. And like so, Krishna saying, you surrender and you right. trust me. That's devotional service. Because right. at the end of the day, mm-hmm. devotional service is just a way to get to know Krishna better. And these are all love languages. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, these are all love languages. You know? These are yeah. all just ways to connect deeper. So surrendering and trusting that mm-hmm. Krishna has your back is very difficult, right. but it's also like so it's like a weight off your shoulders. Exactly. When you can let go and not have to control everything. Yeah. Totally. Cause if you I love that that point that is a weight off your shoulders. Cause if you visualize Krishna's hand in your life is like a current and just let go and go with the current, the waves that Krishna's orchestrating in your life, you're not going to drown. You're going to stay afloat and he's going to take you where you're meant to be. I think a few years ago, I couldn't have at least imagined all of us sitting here doing this right now. <laughs> oh no. Right? Yeah. And Krishna divinely orchestrated everything. He gave Priya the inspiration. She corralled us all. She orchestrated this. Like we're She all herded being, us. She herded oh, us. Like goats. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like trying to get him to do this the sound but he's not doing the sound. <laughs> don't worry i did it when i just okay. didn't want to <laughs> so he's he's creating all of these currents in our lives and and making everything happen and it's just going along with that yep. we have little floaties these bhakti we yogi have these bhakti floaties, floaties you know <laughs> I love that. keeps us afloat so basically by the practice of these nine elements of devotional service which i love how priya said they're like love languages one is elevated to the spiritual consciousness or krishna consciousness and when our heart is then able to be cleared of all this material contamination, then we can begin to understand the science of Krishna. That's amazing. And so that's basically Prabhupada telling us, explaining to us what, like, 
what the mood of all of this is about to mm. be, understanding our position and everything because Krishna is about to share the gems, right? Mm. This is chapter nine, the most confidential knowledge. Exactly. And we're going to start with text two next episode, yeah? Yes. Beautiful. Thank you for listening, everybody. Thank you for listening. See you next time. Bye. Bye. beautiful souls if you like what you're hearing please follow us on instagram at modern yogi podcast and if you love what you're hearing please make sure to share a link to our podcast at modern yogi podcast with all your friends families and long lost cousins and if you have any questions at all send us a dm on instagram at modern yogi podcast and we'll be sure to get back to you thank you for listening to the The Modern modern yogi